Welcome to Trinity Health's brand new podcast, Living Our Values, brought to you by your colleagues from Mission Integration. Our nationwide ministry spans the continuum of care in order to be people's most trusted partner in health throughout their life. Through all the ways we provide care, we are bound together by the legacy of our founders. This legacy informs who we are, how we provide care, and is rooted in our core values of reverence, commitment to those who are poor, safety, justice, stewardship, and integrity. In this podcast, we will hear stories from colleagues across Trinity Health about the care we provide, the legacy we steward, and the core values we seek to embody. In this, our first season, we will hear stories from leaders across the system who, through the challenges brought on by the pandemic and civil unrest, found hope in the way we live our values. Hello, my name is Dr. Sean Lansing, and I serve Trinity Health as the mission leader for Mount Carmel Health System. On our podcast today is Lorraine Lutton, the president and CEO of Mount Carmel Health System. Lorraine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sean. It's great to be here. Before we dive in, could you share with our listeners a little about your professional journey and what brought you to Mount Carmel Health System? Yes, I started in healthcare and quality improvement, which for me is working with a group of people to improve processes to transform how we deliver care to make it better for the patient. So to improve the patient experience, the clinical outcomes, and the efficiency and effectiveness of the work that we do. So I spent 24 years at the Baycare Health System, coming up through the quality ranks and leaving as CEO of St. Joseph's Hospital. And then spent three and a half years at Roper St. Francis in Charleston, South Carolina, where I led a team to really turn around the financial performance of Roper St. Francis. And so when I was contacted about joining Mount Carmel, I saw this as a great opportunity to use my skills and background to improve quality, to improve service and clinical performance, as well as financial performance for the organization. That's great. So it's a really, in some ways, it's a welcome back to Trinity Health, right? It is welcome back to Trinity Health. And again, my passion is quality improvement. And there's a lot of great people working hard to improve quality here at Mount Carmel and across Trinity. Absolutely. And the, the better quality we give, the better we're taking care of folks. So it's been a year and some odd months, and we've been living through the most one of the most challenging times. It's probably an overused term, the challenging times that we've been in, coping with a global pandemic caused by COVID-19. But we've also, with all of the civil unrest that's gone on over the last uh, year and a half, and I know you've been very involved in those conversations in the community and within the system that just gripped our country and gripped all of us. Can you talk a little bit about your experience over the last 14, 15 months? And maybe share a story about uh, that's really kind of stuck with you that really highlights who it is that we are that kind of says to you, this is this is what we're all about. Yes, I will tell you, though, when I think about the last 13 months for me, I joined the organization in April of 2020. And the pandemic was already sort of in force. Our incident command team was incredible. But I can't really picture one story. It's a montage that comes to my mind. And It includes our physicians and our nurses and our respiratory therapists working countless hours and tirelessly to take care of patients, developing and evolving different treatment protocols. I imagine our supply chain team working relentlessly to ensure we had adequate protective equipment for our colleagues, volunteers sewing N95 masks to make sure that they would stay on to the volunteers from the community who supported our colleagues with clap-ins and clap-outs and the incredible work to stand up an infusion center for steroid treatment and the vaccines sites that have been incredible in helping transform or helping end this pandemic. 
So it's a lot of different images, all people selflessly doing what we do across Trinity to care for our patients and our communities. Yeah, almost a mosaic of stories. And it really speaks to integrity, the sense of, you know, we are who we say we are. And and certainly it's easy to say who you are and what you stand for and what your values are when things are going well, when the budgets are in the green and life is good and care is being delivered and there aren't any issues. But when uh, everything's up against the wall and everything's up for grabs, that's when, when you really find out who you are as a person and as an institution. I agree. And I think the reverence that was displayed for every person who came to us for care is truly remarkable. The way our colleagues extended themselves when we were not able to have visitors with our patients and really standing in for those loved ones at end of life and through the healing journey was truly remarkable. And again, I think speaks to both reverence, integrity, and stewardship. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things you started not too long after you got here was these Here to Listen series where you just kind of opened the the floor, as it were, via WebEx and just gave people an opportunity to just kind of talk and be listened to. Can you kind of speak to your thinking behind that? As a new leader coming into an organization during a pandemic, it was difficult for me to build relationships to round in hospitals. I didn't want to use precious PPE for myself or endanger anyone. So it was difficult to connect with our colleagues, our physicians and everyone else. And so the webinar or format for Here to Listen was a great way to listen to what is on the minds of our colleagues. And I continue them because I find them so personally valuable to understand what questions people have, to respond directly to any concerns that may be out there. So I think it's a great way to better understand and connect with the entire ministry in a way that I was not able to do when we first came. But I will continue to use it because I do think it's a very effective tool. Yeah, and I think it sent a message to people across the system. You know, it was a really difficult time and new information was coming out. Sometimes the information coming out in the evening was different than the information that came out in the morning because of how much we learned in that eight to 12 hours. And I think those here to listen sessions really spoke to people about how everyone matters and we're in this together. And you could really sense people coming together in that, like you said, that real sense of reverence for folks and taking care of each other as well. I agree, Sean. And one of the great things about this organization is that colleagues who were not on the front lines volunteered to be on the front lines. We had a very difficult time having adequate nurses to care for the volume of patients that we had. And so we had everyone from our CFO to aides or registration clerks and people who worked in other departments volunteer to come in and do the things that the nurses didn't need to do, that it wasn't required to do. You didn't have to have a nursing license to do. So stocking the PPE carts or delivering trays to the outside of patient rooms. And I think that sent a message of solidarity that even though I don't have the skills to be a nurse, as a CEO, I can come in every Sunday and try to support you and make your life easier, you know, your clinical workload more manageable in doing the things that are so important to take care of our patients during this time. Yeah, I learned a lot about respiratory gear by uh, doing a lot of stocking myself during that time. And I remember folks just signing up. They couldn't sign up fast enough to be able to help out where they could. Everyone felt like, you know, what can I do to be helpful for, for folks who are out there doing their thing? And I do think that that is something that Mount Carmel is known for, is going where the need is greatest. And so as colleagues, the ability to demonstrate that 
even within our own organization, was really powerful. When I think about our street medicine team or our particular care for the vulnerable and going where the need is greatest as an organization, as well as individuals, I think was truly demonstrated through this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an opportunity for us to look back and say, what are the things we want that we learned that we could do in a situation that we want to make sure that we keep doing, you know, as we move forward? Which brings me to my next question. As we kind of think about moving forward, we've made this shift from the immediate nature and urgency of the pandemic, and now we've had a chance to kind of start looking forward into the future. What are your hopes and fears for our future? Well, my hope is that as a country and as a world, we think about public health and every individual responsibility that we have to the greater good, to public health, is recognized, acknowledged, and reinforced going forward. My hope is that we continue to work across this community and all communities to care for the poor, care for the vulnerable, care for the needy, but also do it through a lens of justice. You mentioned early on in the podcast about George Floyd and the racial protest and the recognition that we have not always had equitable care uh, across our community. And I think that that lesson will certainly live on in me and I hope all of us going forward that we need to think about a different lens to view racial equity, diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I agree. I really feel for me, that was one of the challenges that came out of this. And for us, it's about integrity, right? We say we are a Catholic healthcare system rooted in the spirit of the gospel. And if we're going to be true to that, then really making sure that we are not participating in marginalization and oppression has got to be front and center in the ways that we plan and think and do our care. And you can certainly tell that Trinity and your leadership Mount Carmel has taken that challenge seriously. And I feel like we're having conversations that we haven't had before. And conversations aren't the only thing, but they're an important thing as we move forward in this direction. Yes, I agree. And again, even under the core value of safety, we talk about the healing safe environment for all. And it's never been more important that we think about that for all. Absolutely. Well, Lorraine, our time is coming to an end. I want to thank all of you for listening. And I really thank you so much, Lorraine, for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy and just really appreciate being able to spend some time with us and just talk about your experience from your perspective about how we can better live our values. So thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you, Sean. And thanks for all that you've done over the past year. I'm so grateful for your support and leadership. That's very kind. I appreciate that. I'm your host, Sean Lansing. Until next time, be well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you are inspired by the stories that remind us of who we are, the legacy we steward, and the core values we seek to embody. May we always work to serve together in the spirit of the gospel as a transforming and healing presence within our communities.